This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. This week, CBD, the non-intoxicating cannabis compound that may have health benefits. It just started popping up everywhere in food, in water, in coffee, in skin cream. It's been a strange process. What CBD is and what it's not when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Nancy Benson, the host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week. This week on Viewpoints. The more we continue to retouch photographs, the more we as a society are setting the stage for an unrealistic expectation of what beauty is. The permanent consequences of social media. Then they wouldn't have water to fight it. This was at best a rescue job and yet they went up anyway. The heroes behind 9-11, their stories and more. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Viewpoints on your favorite radio station and subscribe and listen to shows anytime on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Joanne is a 64-year-old registered nurse from Florida who suffered from chronic pain for the last year, a result of adhesions from major abdominal surgery. Her doctors didn't give her many choices for relief. They said my options for treatment were Tylenol or further surgery. So having just had major surgery, I did not want to have any more. So I didn't really have any good options. Tylenol wasn't doing anything. So several of my friends said, well, you should think of medicinal marijuana. Well, I was thinking of it, but I really didn't want the high that went along with that. But I was researching it, and I found an article about CBD oil. So I decided to give it a try, bought it on the Internet, and I felt, well, there's so much hype around this. You know, maybe it'll help some. I don't know. But it was everything I heard and more. It relieved my pain. It helped me sleep. It's brought down my anxiety levels because I'm a particularly <laughs> not a particularly calm person. And it's just been a life-changing experience. Reviews like that are why in some parts of the country, you see signs for CBD merchants everywhere and CBD being added to almost everything out of the blue. It just started popping up everywhere in food, in water, in coffee, in skin cream. It's been a strange process. But Dr. Yasmin Hurd, director of the Addiction Institute at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, says despite that, a lot of people still have only heard of CBD and have very little idea what it is. For many, all they know is that somehow CBD is connected to marijuana. CBD is a cannabinoid that's found in the cannabis plant or the hemp plant. It is not like THC that many people know about. THC is what the part of the cannabis plant that induces the high, the reward, the intoxication. CBD is actually a non-intoxicating cannabinoid. It is not addictive. It doesn't have any rewarding properties. So sometimes people hear cannabis and they think, oh, it's quote-unquote marijuana, but it's not. CBD is really a resin from the plant. These are live, active resins, 
which means they do work in the body. So that your body knows exactly what to do with these elements, and that's why the buzz around it, because some people respond to CBD. They really do. It's as if it's a necessary nutrient. Don Ballou is founder and CEO of CBD Essence Products, maker of a variety of health food store quality CBD products. And he says CBD helps with many ailments. It's been connected to relief of pain, anxiety, addiction, seizures, and a lot more. The idea is that when you are properly giving your body the nutrients it needs, it can ward off stress, anxiety. It can reduce inflammation that would cause pain. So it's really the fact that you're being nourished at this level that causes the effects, if you will. However, with cannabis's DEA Schedule 1 designation, there's been very little research on whether those claims about CBD are true. Huge amount we don't know, and that's probably what's concerning because a lot of the speculation about what it might be useful for really is based on what we don't know. So in terms of really, really good studies, There are very few proven uses of CBD. That's Dr. Tim Welty, Director of Research, Innovation, and International Programs at the College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences at Drake University. So in terms of really, really good studies, there are very few proven uses of CBD. We need a greater number of researchers, clinicians working together to carry out these studies in a much faster manner, because I think that that will once and for all help to provide the public with definitive answers whether CBD is a hype or not. I think that CBD is not a wonder drug, even though I do see that CBD has beneficial medicinal promise, and we're working towards that. But I don't want people to believe that it can cure everything. It cannot. But we need to research faster, absolutely. Research does exist on some of the purported benefits of CBD, but not enough evidence to close the book on most of them. For example, for pain relief. Most things out there about CBD and pain are anecdotal at this point, but research is currently ongoing, and that's one thing that I think we'll get more information about soon about CBD in regard to pain. And pain is also a huge umbrella term. There are many different types of pain. You'll hear one friend say that CBD helped their pain and another friend said it didn't help me at all. It's just placebo effects. But it could be many reasons why it might work for some people and not for others. One, it could be that a type of pain. Two, it could be that CBD actually does not work for that particular indication, or they're taking different doses, or the company from which they've bought their CBD have different amounts of CBD. So again, it's not regulated and conducted in a way to really make definitive statements about CBD and pain. Heard is one of the researchers who's in the forefront of CBD studies on addiction. And she says one area where research has conclusively proven a benefit is for some kinds of seizures. CBD is beneficial for some children with a rare form of childhood epilepsy. A significant amount of research is accumulating showing CBD effective in some anxiety disorders. Our study that was just came out showed that CBD decreased drug cue-induced craving and anxiety in patients with heroin use disorder. But 
while our study lays the foundation for continued research, you need more research in order to really provide a pathway for FDA approval. Physicians don't know even what dose and dosing regimen of CBD to tell their patients, and everybody is asking their doctors about CBD, and they have no clue because the research isn't done to really guide them. What's more, few people are talking about side effects, and Welty says there are some. Many are relatively minor, but one is not. It can cause drowsiness, sedation, those types of things. For some people, that may not be a problem. It can cause some GI side effects such as cramping and diarrhea. It can also cause some anorexia and weight loss. For some people, that may not be a problem, but for others, that could be a problem. The one that is really concerning is, at least in the studies for epilepsy, there was a greater risk of damage to the liver in individuals taking CBD compared to placebo or sugar pills. So what does that mean for people who hear about possible benefits? Should they wait? It is a conundrum, and definitely people who have certain disorders, I don't blame them for trying to reach out and to gain some sort of help with whatever is out there. So I don't blame them when they are desperate in trying to alleviate whether it's their pain or alleviate a particular disorder that they have. The question is, are the current medications that you're using, are they fine enough for now until we know more about CBD, in, until we know the negative interactions it might have with other medications that you could be taking for other disorders. We also don't know the long-term impact. Research, I agree that it takes too long for us to gain significant knowledge to guide the medicinal process of as you try to develop a medication. Research is likely to go faster now, thanks in part to a change in the legal status of hemp, from which CBD can be produced. It's one reason you're finding CBD in so many products now, because for the first time, CBD is apparently legal, sometimes. The Farm Bill of 2018 made CBD derived from hemp legal in part in terms of that it's a non-scheduled compound as compared to CBD that's derived from the cannabis plant, it's still considered a scheduled drug. And there's a lot of gray area, a lot of confusion about those products because with the farm bill that passed at the end of 2018, the Congress that those products could be produced from hemp, that they would not be regulated by the Drug Enforcement Agency but they are still regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. And the Food and Drug Administration, to date, says those products are illegal because they're making medical claims which are not substantiated. And so the FDA has done a number of different actions against those products, giving cease and desist orders to manufacturers because they're making medical claims that are not substantiated by good studies. So is CBD illegal, or only some CBD, or is it only the medicinal claim that's illegal? Good question. The FDA held a public hearing on CBD last month to get feedback on how they might solve the problem, and they're accepting comments on the issue for only another couple of days before they begin to decide how to clarify the legal status. They might fall under the category that food supplements fall under, but that has not been determined. 
as yet. So the FDA is still treating them like a drug, and therefore they are illegal to sell. Epidiolex, the prescription drug, is the only one that's legally in the clear everywhere. But anything else? CBD makers like Baloo are in legal limbo. CBD is not allowable as a supplement according to the FDA. So even though hemp is legal, and even though the push for all the materials that come from hemp is legal, according to the DEA, CBD is still a controlled substance. And even though they have a patent on it, they still say there's no medical use. So there's clearly a double standard, and that's what causes the confusion. So my viewpoint was that it was not going to be enforced federally, and that's why I was willing to go into the business, because the federal government would not take actions against companies that were doing strictly CBD from hemp. So Heard says, as far as regulators are concerned... It's not regulated at all, and that's one of the issues. So absolutely, studies have shown that many of the products that people will buy online and even in stores, they're mislabeled in terms of the concentration of CBD. It's not really the concentration that's in the product itself. And there can even be lead and pesticides in there. So people, there are a lot of unscrupulous companies and so on out there because some people are just trying to make money off of all of this hype. So they need to be careful. They need to do their due diligence and really investigate the companies that they're purchasing from. But it's definitely a worry. Differences in concentrations are one reason Baloo says consumers should be sure to look for a brand that does third-party screening of their products, as CBD Essence does. It's likely the FDA will provide more firm rules at some point, but until then, you're pretty much on your own. You can find out more about CBD Essence at their website, cbdessence.net. You can also find more about all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.net. You'll also find archives of our programs there, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. I'm Reed Pence. When it comes to health, there is one area that can be difficult to talk about, colon health. Yet this critical area of well-being is heavily influenced by lifestyle choices. Research shows that 75% of colon cancer cases can be avoided by individual actions, and diet is one critical factor. Registered dietitian Courtney Romano is a health advisor for the California Table Grape Commission. To promote colon health, experts advise a diet rich in whole plant-based foods and low in red meat, especially processed meat. An easy first step is to consume more vegetables and fruit, including grapes. Fresh grapes have over 1,600 naturally occurring beneficial plant compounds, including antioxidants and other polyphenols. Preliminary research suggests that consuming grapes every day may help support a healthy colon. Maintaining a healthy diet and weight, not smoking, exercising regularly, and getting screened are other important colon health steps. Grapes of all colors, red, green, and black, are part of a healthy diet. Visit grapesfromcalifornia.com for more information. Paid not attorney spokesperson Fierce Nakawati with principal office in Dallas, Texas.
attention landscapers, and anyone working in the landscape industry. This is an important alert for users of the Weed Killer Roundup that have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. A California jury recently awarded $289 million to a landscaper who claimed Roundup gave him cancer. Roundup is the most widely used herbicide in the United States with billions of pounds applied each year. Farm workers and landscapers are at the highest risk of injury from exposure. Time is limited to file a claim. If you work with Roundup Weed Killer and were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, don't wait. Call the Roundup Legal Helpline now. The number to dial is 800-208-0501. That number again is 800-208-0501. You could be entitled to significant compensation. If you've been exposed to Roundup and have been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, don't wait. Call the Roundup Legal Helpline right now. 800-208-0501. That's 800-208-0501. Again, 800-208-0501. Call now. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTracks Communications. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please support our show by subscribing, sharing it with a friend, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and RadioHealthJournal.net. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. She was completely out of control of her body. So she would scream and cry and run around the house. J.C. Konechny's daughter Greta was a normal five-year-old looking forward to starting kindergarten. But it changed in an instant after a case of strep throat. Pulling things off walls, she was just completely out of control. Then if you procrastinate, you might be avoiding something bigger than the task at hand. Procrastination really is an emotion-focused coping strategy. It's not a time management problem. It's an emotion management problem. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.